Welcome to the Live, Move, Feel podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist with close to 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know that there's a strong link between movement, mindset and lifestyle. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to live your life to the fullest. So put your earbuds in, get moving, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Alright guys, welcome back to the Live, Move, Feel podcast. Now, today I wanted to chat about progressive overload and how it's not all about the weight. Because when we think about progressing our training, one of the first things that naturally comes to mind is that we usually think about adding more weight to each exercise. Now, there's nothing wrong with this. Um, In fact, it's a really clear way to see your progress and to know that you're moving in the right direction with your training. But... Adding more weight is not the only way to progress your training. So there are several other effective ways that we can do this. So as a starting point, let's just do a quick recap on what progressive overload is. So it really is exactly what it sounds like. Um, It's aiming to progress your training over time. So that might be aiming to add a little bit more weight to your exercises. It might be increasing the volume by adding some additional reps or sets to each exercise. You might be looking to increase your duration or time or distance to your training. So that might be for running or swimming. Um, And the ultimate goal here with progressive overload is that you're looking to get stronger, faster, you're looking to build more muscle, or you're looking to become more powerful over time. Okay, so we're actually looking to progress from where we are. So For those of us that like to actually chase progress and become better at what we do, progressive overload is simply a way of, or it's a really good way of ensuring that we we don't plateau, okay, and we don't become stagnant in our training. Now, as I said, the first thing that most of us tend to jump to when it comes to progressing our training is immediately aiming to add more weight to the bar. Now, yes, this is fine. But what other options do you have when it comes to creating that extra stimulus or that extra load? Okay, because in some cases, you may not have the option of adding more weight. It might not be reasonable. It might not be practical. um, It just might not be achievable in that instance. So I'm going to run through a few situations and examples where adding more weight just might not be the best way to go about achieving your overload. So... One of these is where the next weight up might actually be too big a jump. Okay, so an example here might be your dumbbell shoulder press. We're going from 15 kilo dumbbells to 17 and a half kilo dumbbells is just too much for you to handle. Okay, so I know a two and a half kilo jump doesn't seem like a lot, but if you're training shoulders, then you know that two and a half kilos in weight can actually feel a whole lot heavier. And this is because the delts are a smaller muscle group than, say, your quads, okay? So they can usually only tolerate a smaller increase in weight at a time. So if you've only got the option of moving from 15 kilo dumbbells to 17 and a half kilo dumbbells for your shoulder press, and you can't handle the 17 and a half kilo dumbbells, what options do you have? Okay, and I'll go through some of these options in a moment to ensure that you can still progressively overload that exercise. Now, 
Another example of where you may not have the option of adding more weight in is if you're traveling or training from home. Um, I don't know if a lot of you train if you are traveling or on holidays. I know I do. It's something I do quite often. Um, And there is a really, really big variation in what sort of equipment you have available to you in hotel gyms. Okay, so um, you may only have access to some lighter dumbbells or bands, and that might also be the case from home. I know a lot of people through lockdown found that they didn't have access to the range of weights that they did in the gym, um, and they certainly didn't have access to a lot of the heavier weights that they were usually lifting. So they had to come up with some more creative ways of overloading their training if they did only have access to those lighter dumbbells or resistance bands. So for example, if you're normally squatting 80 kilos in the gym for reps and you only have two 20 kilo dumbbells at home, um, or that's all your hotel gym has to offer, How can you tweak your training to still ensure that you're creating some form of overload? Okay. And a final example here is that sometimes when you hit a plateau in your training, you're just going to struggle to increase the weight. So you might have been sitting at, you know, eight reps for 80 kilos in your squats for some time. And for the life of you, you just can't break through that barrier and push up to 10 reps at 80 kilos or perhaps eight reps at 85. So you've just been stuck on this weight at this number of reps now for several weeks. So what can you do in this situation to create an overload on that exercise if you actually can't physically increase the weight? So what I'm going to do in this episode, I'm going to run through six other ways that you can keep your training moving forwards. Okay, so six other ways that you can create an overload in your training without adding any extra weight. Okay, and it is still just as effective if it's done well, just as effective as if you are adding more weight. Okay, so the first one is pretty self-explanatory. And it is simply to add in an extra working set to your exercise. Now, if we take Romanian deadlifts, so your RDLs, for example, this would simply mean going from, say, three working sets of 10 reps to four working sets of 10 reps. Okay, so this takes you from a total of 30 reps at your current weight to 40 reps at that current weight. So it doesn't necessarily mean you need to add an extra set to every exercise that you do in that session. Um, But if you are going to add an extra working set in, so it's an easy way to, in this situation, you've seen add an extra 25% um, of volume to that particular exercise, your RDLs, I would simply choose one or two exercises to overload at a time. Okay, so if you've got five or six exercises that you're doing in that particular strength training session, don't go and overload them all. It's going to be a significant increase in volume. Okay, so be mindful of just how much you're increasing at any one time. So your first option there is to add in an extra working set. Okay, now number two, increase your tempo. Okay, so this simply means slow your reps down. So generally, when we're slowing our reps down, what happens is that we increase our eccentric loading time. Okay, so by eccentric, we mean the time under tension when your muscle is lengthening or getting longer. So if I take a squat, for example, this would be the part of your squat when you are lowering down into your squat. Okay, so increasing your tempo, so slowing the movement down, increases what we call time under tension. So this is simply, we're increasing the time for how long that muscle is working for, 
All right. And it is a really, really good way to add a new stimulus to your muscles. So let's look at a practical example here. Now, again, if I go back to an RDL, so a Romanian deadlift, your normal tempo might be 2010. So this means you're going two seconds on the way down. There's no pause at the bottom. You take one second to stand back up and then you go again. Okay, so one rep here is going to take about three seconds and 10 reps on that is going to take you 30 seconds. All right, so if you're changing your tempo, to let's say 3110. This means that you are taking three seconds eccentrically. So three seconds to lower down. You have a one second pause at the bottom where the muscle's under tension. You're taking one second to go up, which is the same as last time. And then you go again. So one rep here, looking at the 3110 tempo is going to take you five seconds, which means 10 reps is now going to take you closer to 50 seconds. Okay. So that's an additional 20 seconds of time under tension. Now, guys, this is a lot. So if you're doing three or four sets here at a slower tempo, so perhaps a three-second eccentric with a one-second pause at the bottom, you've got yourself an extra 60 to 80 seconds of time under tension across those three to four sets, okay? So that can be another effective way of overloading an exercise because if you're able to manage and handle a load for a longer period of time, then your body will respond, okay? You will get stronger from that. Now, tempo also actually works really well as a way of progressing your body weight exercises. So things like your dips, um, your pull-ups, your chin-ups, and your push-ups. So to add tempo to your pull-ups, Um, The easiest way to start here is by slowing down the lowering phase. So you might pull yourself up to the top of that pull up or chin up and lower down over five seconds. So your tempo there would be five, zero, one, zero. So it's five seconds lowering down, pull straight up to the top, hold for a sec at the top and go again. Okay. So this again, tempo guys, a really great, great way to encourage adaptations Enjoy the burn on this one. If you give it a go, you can thank me later. So that is number two, increase your tempo. Now, number three, increase your range of movement or your range of motion. Okay, so another way to overload is simply to increase the range which you're trying to move that weight through. So you're trying to take a greater path. Okay, so We can look at sumo squats perhaps here or deadlifts um, as an example of how you can increase your range of movement. So for a sumo squat or a deadlift, we're going to create a deficit. All right. So we're actually going to stand on plates, which is going to allow you to increase your depth and the range you need to move through at the bottom of the exercise. All right. So that is one way of increasing your range of movement. Another way here is, uh, for example, seated bicep curls. So if you're using an incline bench, bench set at say 60 degrees, your hands are then going to, and your arms are going to start behind your body. In case they are going to be fully extended, they're going to be straight at the elbow joint, and you're then going to be moving from that position up into the top of your curl. Okay, which for most people is going to be taking that particular joint through a greater range of movement than if they're in say a standing. Um, position doing a barbell bicep curl where the elbows are generally tucked in front of the body and more often than not those elbows don't come to full extension so they don't fully straighten in most cases when we're doing a standing barbell bicep curl. So there are two examples there of how you can actually increase your range of movement 
um, to actually overload an exercise. And if you haven't tried this before, I would recommend giving it a go because what you should notice if you're using, um, let's say 50 kilos in your sumo squats or your sumo deadlifts, um, and that is pulling from the floor. If you're suddenly elevating your feet, okay, and standing on two plates, you should find that you actually feel a little bit weaker or you may not be able to do quite as many reps at the same weight, okay? And that's because you're now taking that weight through a range of movement that your body is not used to training in, okay? So there's going to be a weakness there and that weakness, if we can build on that over time, is also going to help progress that particular exercise. Now, Guys, one thing to note here, by increasing your range of movement, it is not going to be possible for every exercise, okay? It is highly effective when we can do it, but there's just not the opportunity to do it biomechanically with every exercise. So an example there is going to be your pull-ups. For If you're pulling up to the top of your chin-up position or your pull-up position and you're lowering back down, there really is physically no other way we can actually increase that range of movement. So That is a technique that you can use on selective exercises. Now, method number four in achieving progressive overload is to add in quarter reps or half reps. Okay, so there is nothing quite like a double or triple contraction to make a weight feel a whole lot heavier um, than what it really is. So how would you factor half reps or quarter reps into your training? Now, if you look at the bottom of a squat, you're going to lower down into the bottom of your squat. You're going to add a quarter or a half pulse, so a half rep at the bottom of your squat, and then you're going to stand all the way back up. Okay, so that's one example of adding in a quarter rep or a half rep. One note on this, guys, um, because again, we're doing a few things here. We're increasing time under tension. Okay, you may actually find you need to use a slightly lighter weight if you're wanting to achieve the same number of reps. So when we're adding in quarter reps or half reps, you may actually need to use a lighter weight to do your 10 reps of squats than you would if you're doing 10 standard squats. Okay, so just be mindful of that when you start adding in quarter reps or half reps you may actually have to step back a touch on the weight. Um, Another way that you can add in some quarter reps or half reps is a dumbbell lateral raise. So you can pop in a double or triple contraction at the top of your rep, okay? So in the top third of the movement, you're doing two or three pulses up there. So that's another way to increase time under tension. Again, you're probably going to have to use a lighter weight for those exercises than if you're doing a normal dumbbell lateral raise at normal tempo, okay? So why are quarter reps and half reps effective? So what we're doing here is we're, as I said, we're increasing the total time under tension. So the time that muscle is working for, okay? And we're also usually increasing the load in the hardest position. So those two examples that I gave you, the hardest position of your squat is at the bottom. That is where you're putting in that half rep or that quarter rep. The hardest part of your lateral raise is at the top. Okay, that's where you're putting in your contraction or your quarter or half reps. And the hardest part of a chin up, again, is going to be at the top of the movement. That is where you put in your half rep. Okay, so as I said, if you can do 10 normal reps at 80 kilos in your squat, you should not be able to do 10 reps at 80 kilos if you're doing one and a quarter reps or one and a half reps. Okay, if you can then you should probably be able to increase the weight that you're doing in your squat, 
All right. So if you only have access to lighter weights, putting in quarter reps, half reps, double, triple contractions are a really nice, that is a really nice way to start to overload that exercise. Okay, so that is number four, quarter reps or half reps. Now, progressive overload technique number five, decrease your rest periods, guys. So to do this effectively means that you need to firstly know what your current rest periods usually are for a given exercise. Okay, so you may currently be doing four sets of squats at 10 reps with two minutes rest. Okay, now to progressively overload this particular example without changing your weight, you would still do your four sets of 10 reps with your squats at that weight, but you'd drop your rest period from two minutes down to 90 seconds. Okay, so what we're doing here, we're forcing the body to resume work without being fully recovered. And that will, in time, encourage further adaptation. So it's going to create another stimulus. All right, so decrease your rest periods first. You need to know what your current rest periods usually are. And then I would decrease that rest period by anywhere between, say, 15 to 30 seconds. All right, keep your weight the same if that's the method that you're going to look to um, employ on that exercise in that session. Now, last um, tip for progressive overload without increasing the weight is to use paused reps. Okay, so what do I mean by paused reps? Now, adding a pause to each rep can overload an exercise in a few different ways. So we can add a pause in while the muscle is under tension, or we can add a pause in between reps, which is going to reduce the momentum by removing the stretch reflex, okay, which generally that stretch reflex is going to allow us to bounce out of one rep and straight into the next rep. So let's look at these um, two particular options for adding in a pause. So this is adding in the pause firstly while the muscle is under tension. So an example here would be your pull-up. Okay, so you would pull up to the top of the movement. You would add in your pause at the top of the movement while the muscles are working really hard. So you might hold for two seconds. You would then lower down and you would repeat. Okay, for a squat, you would lower down. You would pause for two or three seconds at the bottom of your squat. So while the muscles are under tension, you would stand up and then you would repeat. Okay, so that's how you can pop in a paused rep. Now, the other option, as I said, to pause between reps is to pause between reps. Now, this isn't going to work for all exercises. Okay, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, But one example of how this can be done is with pull-ups. So when we talk about pausing between reps, the purpose there is to remove momentum. Okay, it's to remove that stretch reflex where we can bounce out of a squat or bounce out of a rep and go straight back in to the next rep. Now, with pull-ups, if you complete your pull-up, you lower all the way down to the bottom of your pull-up, so come to a dead stop, so a full dead hang, and then try to pull up again, what you're going to find is that this is a lot harder than simply banging out back-to-back reps without a pause. Now, why is this? So this is because, as I said, we are reducing momentum by removing the stretch reflex that allows you to bounce out of the bottom of that pull-up straight into your next rep, okay? 
give it a go if you don't believe me and let me know how much harder it is. Um, Another example here are lateral raises. Okay, so when you complete your lateral raise, pause and come to a dead stop just outside the bottom of each rep. So you're maintaining just a little bit of tension on the delts and then aim to start a new rep. Okay, so again, you've taken the momentum out of the movement by coming to a dead stop. So you're then having to generate more power to overcome that inertia to get the weights moving again. All right, so where would this not work? So we need to be careful where we add the pause in. So if I look at squats, I need to add the pause in at the bottom of the squat when the muscle is under tension. Okay, if you pause at the top of your squat, All you're doing is simply giving yourself an extended rest between your reps, okay? And that's not going to make the next rep harder, which is the purpose of this whole progressive overload. So just be mindful of where you're putting your pause in. It needs to be where the muscle is under tension. In some exercises, it can be done in a variety of positions, but the idea is to stop you from bouncing out of one rep straight into the next rep, okay? So paused reps is the final option there for adding progressive overload to an exercise without increasing your weight. So as a quick recap on the six things that you can do to progressively overload your training without adding in extra weight. So number one, all the way back to the start, you can add in an extra working set. Okay, so you can go from three sets of an exercise to uh, four sets of that same exercise. You can also increase your tempo, okay? So this means slowing the movement down. Focus on your eccentric phase, so usually the lowering phase where the muscle is lengthening and make sure you're really taking the time to control that particular phase of the movement. Number three, you can increase your range of movement, okay? So think of covering more distance or taking that weight through a greater range than what you normally would. Number four, add in quarter reps or half reps. Okay, number five, decrease your rest periods. So aim to drop your rest periods by 15 to 30 seconds. Okay, and number six, use your paused reps, but just be mindful of where you're putting in that pause. Okay, we need to make the exercise harder, not easier. So as I mentioned very briefly at the start, guys, if you are going to overload um, an exercise or start to incorporate some progressive overload into your training, you only need to change one thing at a time. Okay, so don't go and increase your tempo. Don't go and add in half reps on top of that plus extra range of movement all on the same exercise. You will absolutely cook yourself. So change one thing at a time. Choose one particular method there to incorporate into say one or two exercises. Don't go and overload every exercise in that one session, all right? You will end up fried. And if you listen to my previous episode, you're probably also going to be setting yourself up for a cracking case of DOMS and find yourself not able to walk for a week if you're incorporating more than one or two of those techniques into your training at any one time, okay? So use these as tools in your toolbox, Don't play all of your cards at once. Um, And again, it can be a really effective way to start to see progress in your sessions if you're not always in a position where you can add extra weight 
to an exercise. Now, I hope you found this episode useful, guys. I hope there's a few things that you can take away from that um, and factor into your sessions over the next week. If you have any questions, please drop me a DM. If you did like this episode, I would really appreciate it if you can take a screenshot of it. Um, Pop it up on your Instagram. You can tag me at Gemma Lee underscore xfiz. You can also hashtag the Live Move Feel podcast. Now, I hope you have a great week. Put your earbuds in, guys. Keep moving and I'll be back with another episode soon. Mm -hmm.